All right, welcome back to the SportsMed Analytics Podcast. I am Dr. Deepak Chona, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon, here bringing you the best injury updates and the winning edge on Sunday night. Today's September 25th, just finished week three. Now, we have some updates. We will have more as the week progresses. Don't forget to drop a follow on Twitter at SportMDAnalysis and on Instagram at SportsMedAnalytics, all one word. Now let's dive right in, starting with Mac Jones. So injury looked pretty bad. He had negative x-rays today. We'll probably get an MRI on Monday, and we're very likely dealing with a high ankle sprain. Now, the depending on the severity of these, they can average up to four to six weeks for some position players. With quarterbacks, and especially pocket quarterbacks like Mac Jones, you can probably push that timeline up to about two to four weeks. But in either case, you're very likely looking at a multi-week absence here. Next up, Dalvin Cook. Now, this is pretty discouraging news on Dalvin Cook. He dislocated his shoulder again, and he had an unrepaired labral tear in there. And the labrum is like a shock absorber and bumper cushion that helps things stay more stable in the shoulder. And because it was torn, it was probably already at a higher risk for instability and dislocation to begin with. But when you dislocate it, you very likely worsen that existing tear which makes the shoulder even more unstable. Now, it usually takes one to two weeks to bounce back. He may even get back for next week without a huge performance drop-off, but there's a very, very high chance that this pops up again in season. I'm going to be investing pretty big in Alexander Madison anywhere I can. J.K. Dobbins. Now, nine touches is about what we expect from a young running back coming off of this major knee surgery. Usually the ramp up takes about four games, so I'm expecting those training wheels to come off somewhere around week seven or eight. When you factor in the typical performance dip with this surgery, but then also Dobbins' athleticism, his athletic metrics, and his production pre-injury, the second half of this season, we would anticipate him looking like 85 to 90% of the old Dobbins. Today's workload suggests he's pretty much in line with that track, very typical for what we see at this point from this type of running back. Next up, Tua Tagovailoa. And this is a little confusing. The injury initially was thought thought to be a concussion. It sounds from Ian Rappaport that it wasn't actually a concussion concern. More likely, back spasms were his issue. Now, most commonly, quarterbacks can get these under control in season. There is a recurrence risk over the next two to three weeks. But for a pocket quarterback, missing time is relatively uncommon here. Next up, Joey Bosa, one of the best defensive players in the game. His reaction to the injury suggested a high grade one or low grade two groin strain. And for reference, that's what we just saw George Kittle come back from in three weeks. Usually, this means two or three games missed for a defensive player. But we'll know know a little more after an MRI this week. Next up, Michael Thomas. They're reporting a foot injury. The details are a little unclear. It does sound like a turf toe. The one thing we can say for sure is that he was testing it out before going to the locker room, and that suggests a relatively mild severity. We're going to have to stay tuned on this one a little bit, but typically a wide receiver with this type of profile would miss 0-1 to games. Next up, David Montgomery running back for the Bears. Video looked like a mechanism for a high ankle sprain, but they're calling him day-to-day, so probably 0-1 to game missed. If I had to bet now, because... They have both knee and ankle reportedly involved. I'm guessing he misses one week, but we'll know a lot more about how he practices Wednesday and Thursday. 
And then finally for our injury reaction today, Justin Herbert, he really toughed through and played pretty well considering the circumstances. It's a little surprised to see him out there in the fourth quarter with the game way out of hand. And that's, in my opinion, maybe a little questionable on the coaching judgment there. But in uh, the overall scheme of things, Justin Herbert was able to function. And he's only going to get better from here, assuming he didn't take any particularly bad hits to the area. So overall, I'm optimistic about Herbert going forward. And that is all for today. Make sure you tune in to the rest of the Sportsman Analytics podcast for the week. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and we will be in touch. See you soon.